0: Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watch it for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to
1: Indiana basketball.
2: And hello, welcome in Thursday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. A good show lined up for you here in this hour. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's take a look real quick at the show lineup, a service of Honeybaked Tam in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment, the news of the day. We'll look at some headlines here on this Thursday. A few notes on Chris Ledlam, one of the top IU targets currently in the transfer portal. We'll also talk about... Race Thompson. I know a lot of people have wondered. What's next for race? Obviously professional basketball of some sort, but we'll talk more about his future coming up in just a bit as well. Big high school baseball rivalry game last night. Floyd Central got a win over New Albany. We'll recap that game and more coming up here in segment number one. Later in the show, it's Thursday, so Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is always our guest. Our segment with Alex each week is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. And, of course, this week with Alex, a lot of talk about the Transfer portal. We'll talk about Kellell Ware, the big seven-footer who committed to the Hoosiers earlier this week. We'll also tell you more about uh, just I- Alex's thoughts on what's going on here early in the offseason uh, for this Indiana program. And there's actually been, I don't want to say any news, but there's been some movement maybe and some more uptick in some of the recruiting stuff. It's so dominated right now, the college basketball landscape is, by the transfer portal. But there are some big names in our state that Indiana. Indiana is very involved with and we'll talk more about some of those names with Alex today when he's with us on the program and later today really excited we'll have Craig Teagle the new head coach at New Albany he replaces Jim Shannon he was he was confirmed earlier this week by the New Albany Floyd County Consolidated School System School Board and uh, fresh on the job we'll talk with him about his vision for New Albany he is a guy that comes to this program From northern Indiana, he's had some great years, a whole bunch of them, as a head high school basketball coach in our state. Coach uh, is very involved in the Indiana Basketball Coaches Association. Just someone, when you think of the great active coaches in our state, is one of those. And he's coming to southern Indiana to take the reins at New Albany. So look forward to hearing from him in our first interview with Craig Teagle here on the Hoosier Report. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deal which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honeybake Tam in New Albany. couple of notes for you here to start the program. Number one, the Thornton's text line is open. We love to hear from you. You can send in questions and comments. You can sound off on the Hoosiers, your thoughts on transfer portal targets. You got a question for new New Albany coach Craig Teagle. You can send us a text at 502 502- 414-1450, again 502-414-1450 that is the Thornton's text line if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's all 32 ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents, you heard it right, only 89 cents, so come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's one other reminder, the Big X Sports Radio golf cards are now available supplies are limited, they are going fast, this year's course features Park Mammoth in Kentucky, down near Bowling Green, Old Capitol Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. A lot of Southern Indiana courses on the card this year. You can play all of those courses for under $25 a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today, BigXSportsRadio.com, or call 812-725-1457. Again, 812 725 one four five seven a few notes uh, here to start our program today from the transfer portal number one with kellel ware in the fold now officially committed to indiana and of course peyton starks he is sparks, excuse me. He has already committed and has signed with the Hoosiers. Uh, Chris Ledlam is now the big target. He was in Bloomington over the weekend for an official visit. In Indiana, by all accounts, seems to really be putting a full court press on the former Harvard player that comes in with one year of eligibility left and a guy that is proven in a solid tough level of mid-major basketball. But Unfortunately for Indiana fans, it doesn't look like the momentum of where and his decision is going to immediately lead to a commitment from Ledlam because Ledlam is scheduled to make some more visits coming up. He's going to be at Tennessee beginning today through Saturday, and then he'll go to St. John's and visit with new coach Rick Bettino and his staff on Sunday. So a couple big official visits for Ledlam this weekend. I think for Indiana, Obviously, they have winded him, dined him, communicated with him. He clearly is a huge target of this program right now. If he can make it through the weekend to Tennessee and St. John's, and we'll see where Indiana stands with him. But it does seem like his recruitment is maybe headed to a commitment after he makes these visits. There's been no reports of that, but this thing has went on now for a while. He was one of the first guys to hit the graduate transfer portal. I can remember his name. It was actually a name we mentioned during the Big Ten tournament believe it or not. So that tells you how far back it went. But he is I think an important piece for this Indiana roster for next season, if they could add him with Ware and some of the other returners. No question, there's a lot of other names to watch in the portal right now. Indiana's been involved with so many different guys. But uh, Ledlam is a big one, and I think that he could play a big role for Indiana next season, uh, maybe with Xavier Johnson back. That's probably the next big decision we're waiting on as well, is uh, will Xavier Johnson get a medical red shirt. Also, one recruiting note, For Indiana, this is not an in-state player. There are so many good prospects right now in 23, 24, 25, and so forth in our state, those graduating classes. But a 2024 four-star small forward, his name is VJ Edgecombe, He received a scholarship offer from Indiana yesterday. He is playing at Long Island Lutheran up in Glenhead, New York, and played a great high school schedule, very competitive against some of the toughest high school competition in the nation. And as an underclassman, he was one of the big performers on this new national circuit of high school basketball teams that you know, I guess don't follow association rules, maybe don't belong to state associations in some cases, the NIBC. So he's been tested. He's a good prospect for a young guy, Indiana in the fold, but so so many other schools, Georgia Tech, Miami, Michigan, Mississippi State, Ohio State, Seton Hall, St. John's, Tennessee, Villanova, Wake Forest, and others involved with him already. But def- definitely a name as we enter the travel circuit this spring and summer to pay attention to, an out-of-state name for Indiana and uh, you know Indiana's always uh, even under Archie Miller and Tom Crean they they're involved with a lot of players uh, from out of the area. Uh, but it seems especially right now there's so much good talent in the state that so much of their recruiting focus has been number one the transfer portal, but number two players from the state of Indiana as well. So just a recruiting note to mention a new name VJ Edgecomb, uh, somebody to remember in the class of 2024 when it comes to IU basketball recruiting. Also I've had a few people say what's the deal with Race Thompson? Where do you think he could play next season? What does his basketball future look like? Uh, Obviously, he has plans to play somewhere, perhaps overseas, and I would think that Race has a resume and film that he could put together and get a pretty decent starting opportunity somewhere uh, to begin a pro career overseas. I saw a release yesterday from Indiana that Race Thompson is going to be one of 64 college basketball seniors who has been invited to attend the Portsmouth, Virginia Invitational Tournament. It's called the Pit. It's a showcase that's been around since 1953. And back, back in the days when things weren't as crazy and wild as they are now when it comes to the NBA draft and all the different pathways to get to the draft, the Pitt Invitational in Virginia, it was the big deal in the summer to get invited to it. It's a 12-game tournament. It begins, uh, I think it began yesterday, actually, at 7 o'clock and uh, he's on a team sponsored by a local business. There will be a lot of scouts there. I don't think it's much to do with NBA scouts anymore. I think it's more so about the overseas guys and some of the other minor league-type opportunities that might exist nowadays. But obviously with him in that event with some other great college seniors, he's going to get some exposure and the opportunity. I, I just can't imagine him not getting some really good offers to go play overseas next season. One college basketball note for next season, You know, there are all sorts of way early rankings, power rankings of the Big Ten Conference. Uh, So-and-so has their top 25 and one published already. Well, CBS Sports, they've got theirs out. I typically don't put much stock in any of these, but it is interesting to see. Is Indiana even on the radar? And obviously they're not at this point. They're really not even on the radar right now in the Big Ten Conference, to be quite honest. But Purdue, CBS Sports, has right now this way-too-early look at next season – as the number two team in their top 25 and one rankings. And the little capsule with the Boilermakers is interesting. It reads, quote, This ranking is based on the Boilermakers returning six of the seven top scores. Everybody except Brandon Newman From a team that won the Big Ten regular season title and Big Ten tournament before securing a number one seed in the 2023 NCAA tournament. CBS Sports National Player of the Year, Zach Eady, has a decision to make, obviously, but for now, I'm projecting him to return to Purdue. And again, that's the capsule that went with Purdue's number two ranking. That really surprised me. I thought the Boilermakers would have a chance to be good again next season. Obviously, a lot of that revolves around, I think, Edie's decision. But to see them number two in any kind of poll, even this way early addition uh, by CBS Sports, was a little surprising. One other note here in the opening segment, high school baseball last night, big performance by Bishop Letson and Floyd Central. They defeated rival New Albany, at Mount Tabor Field in New Albany last night. Floyd Central in 4A, their number 9. Good win to start the season over New Albany. Letson, I understand, pitched a pretty good game, but had a lot of Major League Scouts there to uh, take in his performance last night. He really is a Purdue commit for baseball. He's really, in the last year, picked up some steam and has a lot of interest there. So, again, I said it uh, yesterday, probably will say it again, I think Floyd is the team to watch in local high school baseball this season. The Highlanders are now seven and two. One of their losses to a really good Jasper team. That's always a great program here in southern Indiana. New Albany three and five to start things off over new under new coach Tim Redford, uh, who's took took the reins from longtime coach Chris McIntyre at the start of the season. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Stay with us. Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall is next. We'll talk kell Ware, Chris Ledlam, other transfer portal targets, a little recruiting, and more coming up with Alex. All brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
0: Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, best of all, he will round here is treated like a god. I mean, I Join Matt Daily at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison.
2: And we're back here on this Thursday program, Thornton's Text Line, 502-414-1450. And a reminder that our chat with Alex each week is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway, in Jeffersonville. Alex, a lot has changed with IU's transfer portal situation since we spoke last week. LL Ware, the big seven footer who played his freshman season at Oregon committed to Mike Woodson and the Hoosiers earlier earlier this week and I think while fans uh, were thrilled to see that and find out about that decision there was maybe hope that that might lead to a chain reaction of another commitment or two perhaps with other portal targets that Indiana has invested a lot of time and effort with but so far it's just Ware and sparks from a few weeks ago uh, locked in for Indiana for next season yeah i
1: mean obviously people uh fans i uh, should speak more uh, specifically uh are anxious to kind of see this roster uh get put together for next season and, and know who uh, indiana is going to have on a team uh the reality of the situation Matt, that is and I, I try to emphasize this as much as i can to people we're about halfway through this portal cycle, just in terms of the portal being open, you know, it opened uh, the Monday after selection Sunday. And it's going to remain open for new entries through May 11th. And, uh, while for the most part, uh, a lot of the names that are going to go into the portal, um, are already in there, uh, there's going to be more, uh, that, that continue, uh, to go in the portal here in the next couple weeks. So, uh, you know, Indiana has done a really good job uh, so far. Uh, I, I feel like in the portal, getting Peyton Sparks and Khalil Ware uh, committed, uh, but they still have three spots to fill uh, for next season. I, I would expect that they're going to fill at least two of those. Uh, wouldn't shock me to see them fill all three. Uh, obviously, everyone wants to know who's going to take those spots. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of names that have been out there and, and different things and that you can look at on, on the various websites and Twitter and all that. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of watch which guys have actually been on campus for visits and which guys, uh, uh, you know, have visits scheduled uh, to Indiana. That that kind of gives you a good idea of, of who Indiana is serious about. And, and the name at the top of that list, obviously, is Chris Lovell, uh, the guy from uh, Harvard all Oh, Ivy League player, originally from Brooklyn, New York, took a visit to Indiana. Uh, and he's obviously a player uh, to keep a lot of uh, attention towards. And there's other guys that Indiana have always been talking to. But now with the fact that players can make visits again, you know, during COVID and during the, the early days of the transfer portal, with all the, everything was going over Zoom, now players can make visits, obviously a dead period through today, and then uh, it picks back up uh, in terms of players being able to come on campus. So uh, I would expect activity to to pick right back up again. Indiana uh, is going to continue to pursue guys in the portal, and uh, I would expect that they're going to land two or three more guys here as this this period uh, comes to an end uh, in terms of guys being able to go in uh, to the portal up until May 11th. The the one caveat there that I think maybe some people – don't understand is while well, the portal closes on May 11th, that doesn't mean that players who are in the portal have to decide by then. So you could see, I think realistically, uh, it's going to be the end of May before we know uh, Not maybe not this for Indiana, but for, you know, if you want to know the Big Ten rosters for next season uh, across the league, I think you're going to have to wait through the end of May when the NBA draft decisions are all finalized and kind of guys know, know what the Situations are at the respective schools. I think by the time usually the first summer session for summer school kicks off early June, I think that's the time when we'll kind of know what everything uh, for next season, at least across the Big Ten.
2: Alex Bozich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, Chris Ledlam. I know Indiana has invested a lot of time and effort in him. He came to Bloomington over the weekend. I mentioned earlier today in our opening segment, he's got visits coming up starting today at Tennessee. Then he's going to be with Coach Patino in St. John's on Sunday. So two big visits set up for him. I think maybe after that we could see him get to the decision-making mode. That's just a guest. Yeah, I'd say it's
1: a pretty good guess. Uh the Tennessee visit is an official visit. The Saint John's visit, to my understanding, is an unofficial visit. People have a couple people have asked me what the significance of that is. Uh obviously with Saint John's being more local to him, he's a native of Brooklyn. I think that has uh, something to do with the fact that it's just gonna be an unofficial visit. So uh those are the three schools that really seem the most serious uh, about him. I think Indiana's has done everything it can do and is continuing to recruit him hard. We'll see how these visits go uh, this weekend. And then uh, I think uh, at that point, uh, after these visits are over, there's a pretty good chance he would get into decision-making mode. You know, a couple of these guys that are in the portal I've exchanged text messages and different things with, and I remember talking to the kid, Jalen Deloche, who's uh, – leave the VCU uh, that was going to visit Indiana, unclear if he will now, but he basically was kind of joking around that it was getting a little bit annoying, all the different schools uh, reaching out to him and trying to recruit him. So I think a lot of these guys, it's exciting for them to get in the portal, and it's fun at first when you have all the schools reaching out, you know, 15, 20 schools, as you can imagine. As you actually get into the day-to-day of it, and you're in there for weeks and schools are still reaching out and you're trying to make a list. that can get a little bit overwhelming. So I think once guys take multiple visits and figure out the schools that they're serious about, it's probably advantageous for them to go ahead and get the decision made. And it's also advantageous for the schools that are recruiting them because let's say he doesn't go to Indiana for some reason, then Indiana can move on to other targets because they obviously have spots to fill.
2: Alex, I know you mentioned there's still some time for players to make a decision to enter the transfer portal. As things stand out for Indiana, Jordan Geronimo, Tamar Bates, Logan Guncomb, they are all scholarship players that have indicated their interest in leaving and of course we know Duncombe is going to play nearby his hometown Cincinnati or in his hometown of Cincinnati at Xavier. Nathan Childress also a walk-on from Zionsville High School here in Indiana. He is in the portal as well. So four names attached to IU basketball have basically announced their exit from Bloomington. Do you think Mm -hmm. that everybody else is safe? I mean I know that the uh, postseason meetings with the coaching staff have taken place and you would think people are beginning to settle in with what their off-season work is going to look like as school winds down. But uh, any thought on is there a surprise still maybe ahead where another player could could enter the portal, or do you think right now it's all about adding players for next year? I would assume
1: in Indiana's situation it's all about adding players because uh, if you look at just everyone on the roster, you can kind of, you know, you look at Duncombe and, and Bates and Geronimo, the reasons for all of them leaving, you can kind of, you know, make a reasonable guess as to why each of those players left. With everybody else that's on the roster, it seems pretty clear why they would want to come back um, for various reasons. Um, so I don't think that's necessarily going to be a, a thing that's going to happen with Indiana. Obviously, you never say never. Uh, although, I, I, I do. The reason I kind of keep bringing up the day of May 11th, uh, and this is not speaking to Indiana specifically, but I think you're going to see this at other schools. Uh, What's going to happen is some of these guys are going to start deciding that they want to go to a certain school, and you're going to have a returning player say, well, I thought that was going to kind of be my role or my spot next year, and all of a sudden you're bringing in a high-impact player, and you have a, a guy that maybe thought he was going to be a starter next year Say, all right i'm going to go i'm going to leave now and i'm going to go somewhere else so you know you've had had this initial wave of all these guys going to the portal it's kind of slowed down i think now you're going to see some some kids make decisions and then it's it's going to cause another chain reaction almost where you know let's say player x goes to you know michigan state and then there's a player at michigan state who thought maybe that was going to be my role next season all of a sudden that michigan state player is going to say i'm going to go in the portal now and Maybe go somewhere else where I can have the role I thought I was going to have. I think you're going to see some of that uh, going on here over the next couple of weeks to the next month. I mean, it's it's just fascinating to to watch it all unfold. But kind of a long-winded uh, response to your question there, Matt. But in terms of Indiana, I would, you know, if I had to if I had to guess, I, I think in terms of departures, uh, those are the, the only guys that are going to be leaving the program, at least via the transfer portal.
2: Alex Bozich inside the hall. My guest, we're talking IU basketball here on this Thursday edition of the program. Alex, it's so hard to keep up with all this. I mean, there's been so many players enter the portal. I guess more could still come, and you're trying to track who's taking visits and who's heard from who. Uh, Has there been any news on Tamar Bates or Jordan Geronimo as far as uh, who they're considering or where they may go and play college basketball?
1: I have not seen much. Uh, I've just kind of done what everybody else would do, you know, search Twitter and search Google News to try to see if their names come up anywhere, and I haven't really seen much of anything. Um, at one point, I think I, I saw Kansas State and Missouri mentioned with Bates, which would obviously make sense in terms of the geography of, of where um, he would maybe would want to end up a little bit closer to home, you know, with his daughter and being closer to family. That, I think that would make sense. With Drummond. I haven't really seen anything. But admittedly, I haven't really looked into it very hard because obviously they're they're leaving Indiana and I'm more focused on maybe some of the guys that Indiana is recruiting to try to bring in. But, you know, the other thing really about those guys, um, you know, they were, base was obviously close to a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Geronimo was, uh, you know, a top 100, fringe top 100 guy coming out. But you look at some of these lists of best available transfers, I mean, they're not on any of them. So they, they may have to, Wait to, you know, in the case of a Geronimo, uh, maybe he has he's kind of have to wait a little bit to see what develops and which schools maybe miss on some some primary targets um, uh, and then kind of go down the line. You look at you know, I've been maintaining this list Matt of all the guys in the big Ten that have uh, gone into the transfer portal. I think as of this morning, uh, it was thirty four scholarship players from the Big Ten had gone into the portal and twelve had picked a new school, and a lot of them have gone down uh, a level. you got, got got a guy going to William & Mary, you got a guy going to Florida Gulf Coast, Tulsa, Tennessee State, Stetson, DePaul. I mean, these these are um, situations where uh, you, you may have to go down a level. I think Bates definitely ends up at the high major level because of the talent. With Geronimo. I don't know exactly what kind of role he's looking for, but he may be a guy that, that is better suited to go down uh, a level, maybe the, to an A-10 type level moving forward. But yeah i've not really seen anything in terms of a firm list from either of those guys i don't even think either of those guys have put out a statement on instagram or twitter uh that they that they've uh they're leaving IU. i've really not seen anything from either
2: one of them all right alex kozic my guest alex uh talked a little bit about race thompson earlier today he's playing right now in the pit which man some years ago that was the real deal Uh, leading up Uh to the NBA draft after the college season. It just kind of reminds me from the time I was a a younger guy, maybe in high school and college, to now that, boy, this NBA draft and college basketball, the whole situation has changed so much. But uh, he is there and getting some exposure, and I assume nowadays that that is mainly European-type scouts and coaches Uh from franchises, overseas but someone had asked me yesterday hey what you know what do you think's next next for race thompson so is european basketball or overseas basketball likely what's next for the iu graduate
1: i would assume so um you know i think he might be able to get on like a summer league roster um but even that uh I, I just don't really necessarily see um, that bearing much fruit in terms of an NBA future uh, for him, uh, and, and that's okay. I mean, you can go to Europe and or overseas somewhere and make uh, a pretty good living and uh, get an opportunity. I think a lot of these guys that maybe are fringe summer league guys will just try trying to get on teams so that. You know, one of these leagues is over there scouting. They they know these leagues know where the players are, uh, and and they know most of these guys that aren't drafted or uh, don't have a two way deal coming out. Because you'll see some guys that maybe don't get drafted and get a two way deal or some kind of guaranteed deal from a team. Uh, Ray Thompson's not going to be one of those guys, but I could see him uh, maybe try to get on a summer league team. But his primary market, to me, if he wants to keep playing, will be uh, definitely overseas.
2: All right, Alex, one quick question from the Thornton's text line. Is there a date transfer portal players have to have a school picked? I think you mentioned that a little earlier in our interview, but can you recap some of those key dates again? I mean, the
1: the, the deadline to go in is May 11th. Uh, the date to pick a school is, uh, you know, the start of the fall semester, technically, if you want to get down to the nitty-gritty of it. Um, because the reality of the situation is uh, there's, no, there's no deadline to, to pick. Now, the, the tricky part here is, you know, the, the top, the cream of the crop guys, uh, they'll have a spot somewhere no matter um, when they want to decide. If they want to say, I'm, I'm not going to pick a school until August 1st and I'm, I'm going to show up on campus, that's fine. If you're, you know, the top 10, top 50 player in the portal – uh, the problem becomes some of these lower level guys. You know, I mentioned some of these Big Ten players that have gone in. They're they're not going to have a huge market, so they're they can't really take as long uh, because spots are going to fill up. And you know, the one thing that people don't realize, I guess, a little bit about the portal is all these guys are going in, but not all of them are going to come out. I mean, some of them are not going to find a spot to go uh, play for a scholarship. Some of them may have to end up walking on somewhere. Some may have to go. Um, JUCO, some of them may have to go Division II uh, because there's only a certain number of spots to have, and there's obviously high school players coming in too. So if you go on the portal, it's a bit of a risk if you don't know for sure what the market is for you. But, you know, there is no firm deadline to pick a new school other than, I mean, you, you obviously have to be enrolled by next fall uh, if you want to play at, at your next school. And I, you know, I think most schools are going to want guys, like I said, on campus by early June because summer school and summer workouts again.
2: Absolutely. Alex Bozich, Inside the Hall. You can read his coverage of IU Basketball at InsideTheHall.com. You can follow him on social media at Inside the Hall. And this segment is presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, always fun to catch up. We'll do it again next Thursday for another off-season IU Basketball Transfer Portal update. <laughs> All right, Matt. Have a good one. Thank All you. All right. Thank you very much. Alex is always with us on Thursdays. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with the new New Albany basketball coach, Craig Teagle. He most recently was at Huntington North. He had 17 really good years at Jay County, including a trip to the state championship team game where his team finished as runner up that season but a big name in high school basketball in our state and he's coming to southern indiana he's going to join the hoosier report deck. stay with us for that this is the hoosier report with matt dennison
0: We're back on this Thursday
2: edition of the program. Thornton's text line open 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. High school basketball in southern Indiana, it's still a great tradition. And we've had a lot of coaching changes in recent years. And you always wonder when a position at a big predominant school where basketball is still really important In the area, when they open, who are they going to get, and will it be a quality coach? And New Albany has a quality coach coming in, in Craig Teagle, who comes from Huntington North but spent a lot of time at Jay County, and has been successful just about everywhere he's been, and Coach Teagle is with us right now for his first interview here on the show. Coach, congratulations, and want to be one of the first to welcome you to New Albany and Southern Indiana.
3: Well, I'm really excited. Um, you know, obviously one of the top five to ten programs in the state of Indiana, so uh, a real good challenge, and I'm ready to, to get going.
2: Coach, I know you have spent so much time in our state as a high school basketball coach, and there's a lot of respect among other coaches in the state for you, and you've been involved in the IBCA. So I'm curious, with all the success you've had in northern Indiana, what made this New Albany job a place that after all this experience and success, you wanted to move and come down this way and try to continue to build a really good program here in the state?
3: Well, uh, a lot of it's just the the tradition and history at New Albany and how much success they've had. And then uh, it's always easy for me, uh, I feel like, to follow someone that's such a good coach and has done such a good job. Uh, You're going to go into a program that has a a great foundation. Uh, Jim Shannon is one of the best. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm just – I'm going to go and just continue to try to build on that great foundation that he has, and I think that makes my job a lot easier.
2: Coach, I know it's been a whirlwind of a week for you. You were approved by the school board on Monday night. Have you had a chance to meet the team, the returning players from last season, and get a chance to introduce yourself and tell them your plans?
3: Yes, we did. Uh, In fact, we had a a great day on Tuesday. Uh, The athletic director took me to uh, the junior highs. Uh, I met both the 7th and 8th grade groups and got to talk to them a little bit. And then around noon, we talked to the high school players for about 30 minutes. So um, it was a really good day getting to uh, be introduced to the players and then introducing myself and and getting to talk a little bit about what our mission is going to
2: be. Craig Teagle, New Albany News, New Albany's new basketball coach with us here on this Thursday program. Coach, you know, there's always talk about players are made in the offseason, and there's opportunities to work individually. There's opportunities now in our state to work as a team. How important will this first offseason for these players be under Coach Craig Teagle to learn your system, your style, and come together as a unit in advance of the next basketball season?
3: Well, it's going to be huge. Um I'll be able to get down a little bit in the spring. Uh, We'll have one of the assistants run some of uh, what we're doing in the spring and start introducing some of our uh, principles and concepts. And then as the summer gets started, you know, we're going to have a lot of concentration on uh, trying to get a couple hours of practice in almost every day just to get through some of the things that we think are important with our system. The good news for the kids probably is that, uh, you know, there's not going to be a, a lot of change. Uh, I'm a little bit more of a switching man than uh, Coach Shannon was. He was more straight-up man. We will switch more. And then offensively, although he, he was a motion guy, he ran some continuity, but we are all motion. So I, I think there's going to be some tweaks, but I just don't think it's going to be an overall change that uh, really affects the kids too much.
2: Craig Teagle, my guest, the new Bulldogs boss. He was approved Monday night by the school board. Coach, I mentioned earlier that you've you've had success everywhere you've been, and you've been around the state, and you've been so involved now in high school basketball through the years. Most of that, though, has come north of Indianapolis. So we take a lot of pride in high school basketball here. I know you mentioned that's part of what was attractive to this job. But as a guy coming from the north to the south, what do you see not just at New Albany but with southern Indiana as far as how the game still matters and season ticket holders still at a lot of the local schools? Does the health of high school hoops here since your arrival as you investigated this job, does it seem strong to you in this area?
3: Absolutely, uh, I, I I just felt like it was unbelievable when I found out they have 1,500 season ticket holders still at New Albany. Uh, you just don't see that uh, very many places anymore. People really really care about basketball and really care about the tradition. I can't I can't even imagine how many people I shook hands with on Monday night and they said, "Hey, Coach Teagle, 1956 graduate, season ticket holder for the last 40 years or whatever." You know, it's just. Uh, everyone is invested, and gosh, that, that makes it fun. The expectations are high, and, and that fits into exactly what I, what I want to see and what I want to be a
2: part of. Craig Teagle, my guest here on this uh, Thursday program. Coach, uh, we talked about the offseason and the opportunities that are there to get your team together and uh, be ready for the future. As you come into the area, as an experienced coach like yourself, how long does it take to get acclimated with new coaches you're going to go against and new rival schools? That's something you've had to do at a few different stops along the way. Is that something that you you prepare for in the offseason and in that first season of play, or does it take a few years to settle into the area as a whole?
3: No, I, I don't think so. You know, the way we have technology set up today with, like, huddle, whatever, uh, I've already started watching some of the games from last year, uh, not only trying to get a feel for the players that I'm going to coach, but also uh, the opposing teams, what we're going to see. Uh, we try to have a basis uh, in our defense. We try to have 14 to 16 things that we think we're going to see a lot throughout the year, and so we kind of set up our defensive practice days uh, with those things, those types of sets or what type of offense we're going to see. And we try to get through those almost every week. So uh, we're already going to start breaking that down and try to get prepared uh, for some of the opponents we're going to play during the season.
2: Coach Teagle of New Albany, the new coach, approved earlier this week, joining us today. Coach, uh, from Huntington North and Jay County, some some really good teams there. In fact, the Jay County team you had uh, went to the 3A state championship game, lost to Newcastle in that contest. As you look back at your career that you've built, and I think you're number 12 right now on the active coach coaches list as far as wins go, and so many other successes, both your teams and individually for you as well, is there a moment or two? I'm sure that state championship runner-up team would be at the top of the list. But are there some moments from your past stops that you'll keep close with you here as you begin the process at New Albany?
3: Well, you know, I was fortunate my first year at Caston uh, as the head coach. We won a sectional championship. Um, a very small school playing the Loganport sectional. It actually was their third sectional championship team in the in a row. So uh that well, that was kind of a big moment cuz i can still remember driving home that night my wife goes oh my god this is awesome this is great i said well hold on to it cuz it may never happen again <laughs> you just you just don't know in high school basketball you know so um and we had some really good teams and good players and i was surrounded by great people and coaches there uh, moved to Jay County, and I did my student teaching at Jay County and really uh, loved the area. I was from Blackford County, which I was our rival was Jay. And we had some outstanding teams at, at Jay County, just some outstanding kids and, again, uh, surrounded by great coaches. And, and that run was was really special. It was so much fun. It really brought the community together. And um, I, I tell you, the, the kids at Jay County were so mentally tough. They were so fun to – to coach every single day. And then uh, I took the Hankton-North job, and they had not had a sectional. I don't think they'd won a sectional for 15 years. So I wanted to come and and, and see if we could do what we'd done at Jay County and try to build and and find a way to get a sectional championship. And so my fourth year here, uh, we were fortunate enough to win a sectional championship Uh, A great group. I I think they ended up 22-5, and and we we played Zinesville in the regional and unfortunately got beat. But a a group of kids that really learned the system and bought into it. And so another highlight, but really another highlight, has been coaching both the junior and senior all-star teams and then been fortunate enough to be the IBCA president for the last uh, five years. You know, uh, kind of my way to pay back to the game that's been so
2: good to me. Coach Teagle of New Albany joining us. Coach, I'm glad you mentioned some of that stuff. I mean, what, what great experiences for you. You've not only had success at the schools you've been at, but you've been able to be involved. You're always a name, it seems, involved with high school basketball as a whole in our state. So uh, time with the IBCA as president. You mentioned some of the all-star games you've had a chance to be involved in coach in. Those are things that you've always prioritized and wanted to be involved with throughout the years. Well, uh, definitely.
3: I mean, there's got to be a way to give back to the game. The game has given me so many uh, great experiences and opportunities, and that's the way that we can give back. And, and And I should mention I had another great experience uh, in 2001. Uh, we were with the people-to-people ambassadors, and we went to – uh Paris, France, had a training camp with uh, our team, and then we played in the Switzerland Invitational. So that was kind of a two-week trip for us. And and another special thing is you're representing your country, and I really enjoyed that experience too.
2: Coach Craig Teagle of New Albany. Coach, I've got to ask, and I had a couple fans message, does Coach Teagle know and understand the Jeffersonville rivalry? And I will say that because of your involvement in our state for so many years and keeping an eye on scores and your connections, I would say you're well aware of the Bulldog and Red Devil series that means so much to our local communities. I'm uh,
3: very well aware of that game, yes, <laughs> and uh, we, know, we know it's important, and, and we're going to try to convince the kids every every game's the biggest game on the schedule, but I know there's some significance there.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Craig Teagle, Coach, it's great to have you here. Look forward to talking with you more, and congratulations on the new job. Uh, I'm thrilled to death. I'm excited to get started. Absolutely. Craig Teagle with us here on this Thursday show. Great to hear from the new coach at New Albany. Floyd Central, a job still open. We talked earlier this week with Chad Gilbert on our Monday show about how many job openings there have been, not only in our area, but also the state this year. But I'll tell you, New Albany with a good one, the number 12 winningest coach active in high school basketball and a guy that, as you heard his resume, IBCA All-Star Games, great teams at Jay County, especially Huntington North as well. Uh, A good addition to our Southern Indiana basketball landscape, I think that is for sure. That's going to wrap things up for this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find us there. We'll be back with you Friday at 11 a.m. We've got Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, also Kyle Ned rip of the indianapolis star will be with us on our friday program as normal and thanks to you for listening great uh, obviously podcast crowd and appreciate all the all of you that are able to listen live on the big x each day as well have a great thursday back with you friday to close out the week this is the hoosier report with matt dennison